things you never thought you would say during the apocalypse. This is the Fedora Chronicles News of the Week for May 8th, 2020. Recorded on May the 4th, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Render King Fisk, discuss why you should already know that in the event of a full-blown Armageddon, it's still a horrible idea to eat people no matter how hungry you are. No matter what Alex Jones says, literally having your neighbors over for a barbecue isn't just unethical and immoral, but it's a horrible way to start the end of the world. Controversial conspiracy theorist David Icke is deplatformed from Facebook and YouTube, making room for the rest of us. Donald Trump issues an executive order to protect the power grid against cyber terrorism and other tangible threats. This on top of the news of murder hornets and other pending disasters. As if we don't already have enough to worry about. The Fedora Chronicles is brought to you by our patrons on patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to new episodes of the Fedora Chronicles radio show with show notes, a peek behind the scenes, and more. Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles is where you can purchase t-shirts, coffee mugs, and more with our logo and slogans right on them. Commentary on pop culture and current events through the perspective of film snobs and diesel punks, with topics ranging from true crime, government conspiracies and cover-ups, and the paranormal. You can now listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple's iTunes, Player FM, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play on Android devices. If your favorite podcast service does not have the Fedora Chronicles radio show, let us know and we'll fix it right away. Once again, here's Jason Kuzno and I, Eric Wonder King Fisk. Enjoy the show. <laughs> um, I, I remember when one of my therapists went into early retirement because of me, because nothing about me made sense. I went through all of this horrible trauma and I'm still relatively normal. I should be a basket case. I should be a hardened criminal or a drug addict or a, a, a suicide victim. I'm no, uh, I'm relatively normal. Why aren't I crazy? I remember when she said, why aren't you crazy? <laughs> Nothing about you makes sense. Right? That's just, it, it kind of cracks me up. It kind of scares me at the same time. It's like, yeah. yeah. You don't own guns, right? <laughs> Not that I'm willing to admit on a podcast, Jay. Right, right. I mean, I certainly don't have guns or yeah. swords or yeah. other implements of destruction. Did I tell you I bought a new war club? I bought a new Indian war club? I think you did. I think you did tell me that. <laughs> I think you did tell me. And wait for the. And I bought a whip from Trinity uh, Whip Company. That's right. So excited for that. I can't wait for that to arrive. Absolutely. Of course, and, I live in an apartment, so I have no idea how I'm going to use it. It's but, yeah, you know, it's, there's a it, parking lot. Yeah, it's and 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 there are parks, Jay. There are parks. That's, just just make true. sure. Let's, make, let's go to a park. As long as with social distancing and it's a six foot whip, I should be good. I forgot what size. It's a, I did a mystery whip thing. Yeah, and I, I and I bet you anything that if you're cracking the whip, social distancing is not going to be a problem for you. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's probably true. Right. I mean, I'll let you know. I'll let you know yep. if it turns out to be false, but I'm right. guessing it'll probably be true. But um, so my, my brother Pete had posted his thoughts about our grandfather. And I, and I was just like 
you know, thinking about what he, you know, how he and I have some, a similar relationship with our dad. And we've been told some of the same stories about our grandfather, who, again, was a total dick. That might be the the name of this po- episode of our podcast. Lawrence Fisk was a total dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say this probably may not be the best idea. The may, maybe, maybe, maybe not. my grandpa was a total dick. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to name names. Um, because he wasn't, okay. he okay. wasn't, you know, he, look, my grandfather, Lawrence. Well, he's not still around, right? No, he's no. A dick and you call him oh, out. No. I mean, he might just show up at your door one day with a shotgun. You know what I mean? Oh no. He, he died a year before I, I, I was born. I think. Uh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I don't know. Party people walking around. The dick is dead. The dick is dead. You know, <laughs> ding I mean, dong. It? The dick is dead. The dick is dead. The dick is dead. Ding dong. The dick is, <laughs> the dickiest dick is dead. <laughs> Um, but I was thinking about like just the, the, the nature of relationships with, with, with dads and, and, um, and how important it is for you to sort of like put your best face forward when dealing with your kids. And I was thinking about how, how hard I have it because my, I, my absentee father and my grandfather, who again was a total dick. And who was a horrible role model for my dad and the way he treated his wives. And I'm thinking about, wow, I really got it bad. And then I saw a tweet from Alex's Alex Jones's son after Alex Jones had posted on. I think everyone should probably feel better about their parents when they realize that Alex Jones had kids. Exactly. Um, and, and he has an, a very attractive ex-wife. And there's a, a, a clip that was really popular over the weekend about Alex Jones on his show talking about um, how he's not going to let his kids go hungry. And I, I want to see if I could actually <laughs> recreate the, the audio. Oh, <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking long and hard about this, and I'm not going to let my children starve. I'm going to eat my neighbors. I already have them all picked out. I know which neighbor I'm going to eat first. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want to look at my neighbors and think of how I'm going to string them up with a chain and, and skin them alive. <laughs> but I'll do it. Oh I'll do it, damn it, because I don't want my kids to starve. <laughs> I, I'll admit it. I will eat my neighbors. I'm not letting my kids die. I'll, I'm just going to be honest. My superpowers being honest, I've extrapolated this out. And I won't have to for a few years since I got food and stuff. But I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, I'm ready to hang them up and gut them and skin them and chop them up. And you know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. See, my superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. I will. I'm combat model, optimum self-sufficiency, probably the leader. The point is, is have you thought about that yet? Because I'm somebody that thought I could fix this and I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbors. You think I like sizing up my neighbor, how I'm going to haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up? I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. I will eat your ass. And that's why I want the globalists to know I will eat your ass first. <laughs> it's psycho. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. And he's a, he's, 
he's insane. He's off his goddamn rocker. I mean, what I mean, the thing is, is that what if what if you were one of Alex Jones's neighbors and you go on Twitter and you say, oh, my neighbor, Alex Jones's is trending on Twitter. I wonder why. <laughs> why is he trending on Twitter? <laughs> right. And you go look into it, you're like, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you're watching this video of your neighbor describing how he would eat you in a, in a, in a food so- shortage, in a, in a famine. Yeah. And, no. and I don't know if it's, it's, if it's, if it's, um, if it's by coincidence or whatever, Harrison quickly turned off the chat with his other classmates while I'm recording this podcast. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> he's, he's, I think he might be feverishly typing. My dad is on a podcast making fun of Alex Jones. He's not talking about eating Mr. Rogers. My dad's on painkillers again. <laughs> Fuck my life. But I th- I think that that is pretty scary. Where you have somebody who like Alex Jones, who is not famous, but he's infamous for saying some outrageous things. Yes, and he's describing on the internet how he would eat his neighbors. And the man is off. The fucking um, he really is. He's just he's he's just a lunatic. So and, and and it is crazy the headlines first thing this morning, um, because a lot of people are saying what the what is going on with Alex Jones and of course his 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 ex wife is pleading online for for somebody to do something before before he goes too far. Um, it's yeah, a, I'm no, just, I think that's plausible deniability. Yeah, she's pleading with someone to do something before he goes too far online while at home she's like encouraging him that way there she can cash in on his uh his life insurance no i this i think do, this, do you imagine living with him though seriously well the thing is is that she's become an advocate for women fighting against domestic violence so i can only imagine usually <laughs> there's a reason for that well absolutely i'm just going to just read these head i never thought that i would read these headlines on the fedora chronicles radio show i never thought i would read these headlines jay Forbes, please don't eat your neighbor. Why? What? (laughs) That's this is from Forbes. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll be good. I'm going to read that again. Forbes, please don't eat your neighbor. Why? What Alex Jones said is so dangerous. I'm sorry. If you are someone who is reading Forbes magazine and you have to be told why someone ranting about eating your neighbors is dangerous, you probably are having bigger issues than what Alex Jones is having. Probably. Texas Monthly. Being eaten by Alex Jones sounds like the absolute worst way to die. I don't know about the worst. Alex Jones to neighbors. Neighbors globalists. I'll eat your ass. Under the right circumstances, or in under different circumstances, that could be more kinky. But you know, it's, whatever. It's not what you think. No, it's not the fun kind of eat your ass. It's the other kind yeah. of eat your ass. Uh, Penville dot com. I'll eat my neighbors. Alex Jones, conspiracy theorist peddler, says he will go full cannibal in bizarre rant. CCN. 
Alex Jones makes a modest proposal in cannibalistic meltdown. In Hollywood yeah. life, Alex Jones, five things to know about radio host who said he'll eat his neighbors to feed his children. I just don't get it. I, I really don't. Um, the man lost his, he lost his show, right? Well, he's no, no he's, longer doing his show, right? You could actually, you could actually go on Infowars. You, you can't see him on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. You cannot see him on any of the major social media platforms. I think he still right, so he's has been his website, but he's still out there ranting around. Absolutely. And you know, as he's, he gets lumped in with the people on those people on the right. That really kind of pisses me off because I don't want to have anything to do with that fucking lunatic. Right. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it just I, kills me. Sometimes. I can't, I mean, no, you can still go to, I'm I, Jesus. Do I even say this? You can go to his website and and read all the news items that they that they've been posting. I mean he he does he has a lot of criticism of the media that I think is is quasi correct. I do think that some of his criticism of the media is somewhat correct, that they are beholden to their advertisers and their shareholders and the deep state. Well, we all know that the, the news media, when they became for profit, they used to not be for profit. They used to be about, all about from the ground up. They used to be all about informing their their uh, the viewers and listeners. Right. And keeping them well informed. Right. When they became for profit is when really the shit hit the fan absolutely um, because now it's more about how many viewers can we get and when it's about more about how many viewers you can get then everything else goes out the window you know you've got a different business model at that point right so um so any criticism of of the media like that is going to to some extent anyway it's going to make sense. Yeah. You know, it's going to, there's, there's something that's going to click. Right. But that doesn't mean you give a freaking lunatic, you know, more credit than he deserves. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that we try really hard to do is we cite our sources. Every episode has its own show page and we post all the links that we can find that, that we can of the articles that we read while doing our show prep. Um, I might just post the screen captures of these headlines. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to post the actual links to the news items. Like ABC News has to tell you not to eat your neighbors. Don't listen to Alex Jones. As a matter of fact, this one headline, I think I think you're going to, you might get a chuckle out of this. I'm looking for it really. ABC News. FDA warns Alex Jones to stop pitching bogus virus remedies. Oh, that was from three weeks ago. Okay, I thought the FDA was going to warn people don't follow Alex Jones' advice and don't eat your neighbors because they're high in calories. The FDA warns American citizens don't eat your neighbors because they're high in calories. They're probably full of antibiotics and medications and stuff like that. They're not healthy. You'd be better off eating a rabid raccoon that you find on the side of the road than eating one of your neighbors. 
Right. The FDA does not actually say that. I want to make absolute. I'm I'm just making fun of the situation. <laughs> the FDA is not telling you to eat dead rabid raccoons you find on the side of the road. Okay, that's a joke. Okay. God, I can I can. I heard it on the Fedora Chronicles. Shut up and eat your roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> the FDA said it. What so we should. I'm going to get a phone. I'm going to get a phone call from somebody from one of our local newspapers saying, "Did you really say?" That the FDA <laughs> said you're better off eating <laughs> a dead raccoon on the side yeah, of the road. Luck, you'll, be, you'll be high on painkillers when they knock at the door. You're like, you got damn right in the egg. And it was hilarious. <laughs> um, what the fuck you want from me, Karen? Jeez. But the but the I took out the garbage. Leave me alone. <laughs> but the problem is, Jay, is that. This past weekend, we published the episode of our podcast where we were talking about how social media has been cranking down harder on people who are posting bogus news stories. And who gets to decide what's a bogus news story? And um, not allowing people to post links to controversial issues. Like we had a couple of days where we could not post links to the Fedora Chronicles radio show episodes on other groups for a couple of days. Um, and one of the, one of the problems that I have run into is that I have said, and I know that this makes me sound like a conspiracy theorist. As a matter of fact, one of the, one of the ways that we plug the show is that we admit openly and honestly, we discuss conspiracy theories and may, maybe four times out of 10 or six times out of 10. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, Alan, Alan, they, oh, okay. He just brought me a fresh cup of coffee. Have you been listening to what you've been saying? I mean, I don't under, I, I do understand why he would bring you a fresh cup of coffee. <laughs> I get it. I really do. Like, Dad, Dad, you were out on a bender last night or something. I don't know. Wake up, Dad. Wake up. Wake um, up. But, the, but the thing is, one of the things that I have said, and we have posted links to other people's news items, about the origins of the Corona-19 virus. Where did it come from? And you and I have been talking about how it is probably, most likely, it was a strain of this virus that they were playing with in one of the two labs in, in Wuhan, China, that somehow escaped. And we posted links to credible news items especially this in the news about this one doctor who was arrested and prosecuted for selling animals that had been experimented on in the um, Hunan wet market just across the street from one of these institutes, one of these viral institutes where they're studying and playing with these viruses. That's a known fact. This guy. We all know China has such a high standard for safety. With all of the products and stuff that they deal with and sell to the United States. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Nothing suspicious there at all. I'm sure it was completely safe. Right. And you and I, we discuss whether or not we buy into these conspiracy theories or not. Here's the article. Here's what Jay and I read. You guys, you read the article and you tell us what you think. And if you want to come on the podcast and say, you guys got it right, you guys got it wrong, as long as it makes for good pod... And you watch your fucking language. 
God damn right. Do not tolerate any fucking swearing. Because because members of because members of my family listen to this podcast. By the way, happy birthday, Alan. Happy birthday, Alan. All right. So, um, yeah, Alan from Florida, one of our biggest listeners, um, celebrated his birthday last week. So that's awesome. Little shout out to him. Um, and I would almost say that if it wasn't for Alan, I wouldn't have the podcast that I have today and just leave it at that. Okay. All right. So we have gotten into a little trouble with, you realize you just dropped a bomb and everyone's going to be like, what the fuck does that mean? Carry on. Continue. No, it's We're okay. Keep going anyway. it, it's okay. Um, we have stirred up some controversy by saying, we don't know if we believe this or not. This is what other people are saying. This is what we think about what these people are saying. How about you? What do you think? And leave it at that. We're kind of an entire podcast dedicated to factor crap. Sure. Sure. I and I and we own that. We own yes. that. Um rather enjoy it, actually. Right. And one of the biggest issues that we have is being censored or people trying to silence us because we say crazy things on our podcast. A lot like other people who say crazy things on their podcast. We've never, ever crossed the line talking about cannibalizing your neighbors. We've never crossed yes. that line. And I don't we think we ever will. We've never advocated for cannibalism. We, and I don't think we ever will. Um, oh, dear God, I hope not. Uh, and um, if, if, if we do, we'll surely one or the other, if not both of us are off of our meds. Yeah, absolutely. Or on our meds a little too much. Right, exactly. Um. So we so we published this issue and this episode of the Federal Chronicles Radio Show's News of the Week, talking about social media censoring people for saying batshit crazy things. And we talked about an audio clip of is it David Ike's David Ike? How, how do you pronounce his name? I have no idea. It's one of those German things that just just yeah. All right. And he it sounds like a sneeze. He does say these crazy things and he does say some anti-Semitic things talking about how the Zionist control over media and stuff. He does say some crazy batshit crazy stuff. He says crazy, crazy things, not just crazy things, but crazy, 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 things. crazy, crazy things. And he's been removed from Facebook and Twitter. He's no longer allowed to post some of his crazy conspiracy theories on, on those two social media platforms. You know what? I take that back. He was removed from Facebook and YouTube, but not Twitter yet. Okay. Okay. In a way, kudos to Twitter on that. I mean. Let the loonies talk, man. Let the loonies talk. But yet, on the same day, they also suspended some accounts that were showing memes and video, video compilations of Joe Biden's creepy behavior, like sniffing little girl's hair and just yeah. being a little too extra flirtatious with young women and other people's wives. And I don't understand that. And I would think that his behavior is fair game. He's a presidential candidate. If Joe Biden was no longer running for office or if he was right, if Joe Biden was just your average he Joe, not in the, who's not in the, it, yeah. I would understand that there's no point in beating a dead horse. If he's no longer in office now that or he's in this a, case, a demented one. Either right. way. Mm. 
that's good coffee. And this, <laughs> and you know what? You know what's really great about this cup of coffee, uh, Jay, is someone that else got it for you. Not only that, but it was served in um, our Fedora Chronicles radio show coffee mug that you could buy yourself at Zazzle. That's right, Zazzle.com. Just go to zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles to buy all of product your... placement now. I think we are. Okay. I think that that was that was. But you know what? Was... All of our hot ma- all of our hot products make all of your beverage that much cooler. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good cup of coffee. So anyway, <laughs> um, they allow David Ikes or David Icky. Whatever, however you pronounce his name, yeah, I, I, whatever. To post his crazy stuff on Twitter, that's fine. That's his business. I like having crazy people like Alex Jones and David Ikes on social media, so I could look at them and I could say, "We might be crazy, but we're not that crazy." Yes. Okay, and it's it's a good barometer. It's a good good way to gauge how insane you are or you're not. Right. I don't understand why would Twitter ban people from reposting memes about Joe Biden's creepy behavior when he is running for president. At the same time, you should not be banned from Twitter from posting mean-spirited memes about Donald Trump, who's the president of the United States. It's fair game. He's a politician. As long as it's as long as it's fair and it's somewhat truthful. Like I don't think that you should be posting memes of Donald Trump eating puppy fetuses or something like that. You know, because as far as I know, he 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 doesn't eat unborn puppies that I know of. Right. But the thing is, all of Trump- as far as our sources have been able to confirm. Right. I mean, it, and it's politi- it should be political protected speech. It should be covered under the First Amendment. And I know that they are their own platform. I know that right. it's a private organization or it's a private company that, ha- that provides right. a public service. Comes, what comes in, though, is, and again, this is where personally I don't care if they have a bias as long as they're honest about it. Um, and normally when I say that, I'm talking about news media, but it goes to like social platforms like, um, well, like Google and Facebook, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if Facebook said, hey, listen, we lean left, um, we are going to delete any right-leaning podcast or right links to right-leaning um, anything. We're just going to delete them because we don't want that kind of crap on our website. Hey, you know what? I know where you stand. Right. Thank you very much. Now I can start bitching about how you guys have a fucking monopoly. You know what I mean? At least I have something I know what I'm I'm bitching about. Right. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, there's something that feels dishonest when they're just quietly in the background silencing people. Right? Because it's very possible. And I was talking with uh, some people this weekend and – we are. We could very well be on the edge of corporatocracy, where corporations are literally running the the world openly. And they openly, right, right? We could be like ten, fifteen years away from them openly running the world. Yeah. And a lot of people might actually welcome that because, hey, the government doesn't know how to run shit well at all. 
Right. Look at the DMV. Look at anything else, for fuck's sake. You know, so there are some people out there who would joyously, you know, welcome their new corporate overlords. Absolutely. Right. Because at least they're going to, you know, at least the trains are going to run on time. You know, so, but I, you do kind of wonder about that. You know what I mean? When these corporations are, are doing things like that, they're private. They have a right to do that. But how far does that go? At what point are they setting up a situation where they are unwelcoming to different trains of thought and right. therefore really imp- impeding on your freedom of speech? Because implicit in freedom of speech is freedom of hearing, right? right. I should be able to hear anything I want to listen to. If I want to listen to two cats fucking in the backyard, I should be able to hear that if I want to. If I want to listen to Alex Jones rant about eating his neighbors, there's nothing inherently dangerous about that. Because if I'm listening to it and laughing my ass off, I want an idiotic moron he is, then clearly I'm treating it with the sort of gravitas and seriousness that it deserves. You know? Um, it's not up to the government or any private corporation to say that's too dangerous for you to hear. And that was something – remember a few years ago when WikiLeaks released a whole bunch of stuff and the news media was basically saying, remember, it's illegal for you to right. even be in possession of this. So let uh, let us read it and we'll tell you what it says. Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm entitled to read that. If they released it, there is nothing that is illegal for me to read. That does not happen in the United States. You know, it's illegal for me to acquire it by illegal means, but once it's out there, it's not illegal for me to to peruse or right. possess. You should you so, should you should be allowed to listen, or read, or watch anything you want, and a corporation should not be allowed to say no. You can't you can't watch that. Uh, Michael Chernoff right. did a documentary talking about how the media is biased. And, yeah, I, and I, they are. And, and they are. And I'm actually trying to look for that. And, he, and here's the clever part of the story that, uh, you know, you know, you know, t- you know, talking more about censorship. I'm trying to see because it's actually on YouTube. You can get, oh, you can get it on YouTube. The movie Michael Chernoff's Hoaxed, where he talks okay. about where where he talks about the everything they told you is a lie. Yep. So I'm actually going to his website right now. Hoaxed movie has been banned by Amazon, published by Michael Chernoff. But you can watch it on YouTube, Voodoo, yep. and iTunes. Okay, whoever came up with the name Voodoo needs to get like a pet, firm pat on the back and a bonus. Yeah, because that's awesome. All right. So the thing is, is that, so he talks about um, our agreements with the content provider does, don't allow purchases of this title at this time. When you go to find hoaxed on, on Amazon. Um, and so the thing is, is like if, if, you, if you bought hoaxed off of Amazon and you downloaded it onto your device, people have reportedly said, and I cannot verify this, that it, that the movie that you bought off of the Amazon platform, you can no longer watch because it's been removed off of your device after you bought it. 
Jeez. And if you uh, now the thing is, is how, that how are they even able to do that? You know what I mean? That should be uh, that should be illegal. If I bought it and I downloaded it, to, and you decide after the fact, oh, we don't want that associated with us. Well, too fucking bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, you sold it. I mean, obviously, I bought it. I paid for it fair and square. You must it's no longer yours. It's mine. Because I'm actually looking to see, because I was planning, I was going to actually review it for the main site. You can, you can, you could read his other two books, I think. I think you can read, you could read one of his books, but you can't, you can't read his book hoaxed on, on Amazon either. Yeah, see, now, I mean, I've always kind of known Jeff Bezos was an asshole, but. This is a new, a new low, Jeff. The fuck, dude. You were supposed to be better than they were. You don't you love it when people talk about celebrities like they actually know them? Oh, Come I on, know. Jeff. Yeah. The hell. Huh? You can apparently you can buy the book on Amazon. I, I I'm looking right at it. I could, I could, I could buy the Kindle version right now for six dollars, but you can't watch the movie version of it, with no explanation, with no explanation. Nobody reads these days, Eric. Oh, trust Jeez. me. What's wrong with you? Well, let's start. Let's return back to the beginning <laughs> of this episode, where I actually. Aren't you listening, Jay? <laughs> Jay, come on. You've known me twenty some odd years. What the I've, fuck? I've explained. I've explained to you, time and again, what's wrong with me. <laughs> and unfortunately, when I when I ask that same question of my son, jokingly, I I ask him, "What, what the hell's wrong with you?" And he said, "You, you're what's wrong with me. <laughs> you're my dad. What more do you want?" He's like, "Sit down, Dad. How much time you got?" Exactly. Oh, never mind. I'm just going to keep ranting. Get up and leave when you want. <laughs> I might be done Tuesday, <laughs> but but a a platform, they have the right to sell whatever it is that they want to sell. If yes. you know, um, I as far as I know, and I have not done a a, a look. I haven't done a, a long hard look at what they sell on Amazon. I don't think you can buy porn on Amazon. I don't think you can. They made I, the decision not to sell that. I, what I've. Yeah, I have no idea. I've never actually looked for porn on Amazon. I might do that now that it's been brought up for scientific reasons. Sure, but I don't. Honestly, I don't know. They have that. They they have that. They have that choice. Um, I, so much I, is available online. It's, it's kind of like. Eh. I don't post pornographic things on the Fedora Chronicles. I I just don't. And I have yep. I and I have turned my nose up at some things that people wanted me to put on the Fedora Chronicles. And I, I'm no, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not interested in doing that. That, that's not, that's not in my bag. That's not in my wheelhouse, as it were. Right. I have the choice to say no. I don't want to do that. And I have pulled things from our server that, in retrospect, I felt bad about. Mm -hmm. Um, somebody had posted this long thing about how homosexuality is not in the Bible. So it's, it's against God. And then I posted that on because I thought it was controversial and get clicks and. You know, it, it hurt our reputation earlier, earlier on 
when we started the Fedora Chronicles and I took it down because I, I thought that I was going to be one of those people who would post anything provocative as long as it's well-written and well-thought-out. And, mm-hmm. I, and I looked at it, and I felt bad about it, and I felt I, and th- the way that it made some of our homosexual, gay, lesbian, bi readers, listeners, uh, upset and uncomfortable, I felt bad about it, and I took it down. I have the right to do that. But if somebody, let's say somebody bought a controversial coffee mug off of Zazzle that I created, like I had like the slogan, um, normal people suck. Right. Right. And, and then some normal people said, I, that, I feel that, that makes me feel bad. I, 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 I'm sad that you would actually say that I suck because I'm a normal person. I'm a human being just like the rest of you weirdos. I feel bad about that. I go into your house and I go to your cupboard where you keep your coffee mugs and I take your I take back the mug that you bought from us via Zazzle and, and, and threw it out, threw it in the dumpster. But I never compensated you for that. That's, a, that's almost a criminal act. I yeah. think that that's a criminal act. I think that, I didn't even t- tell you I was going to do it because that's the other thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not like they sent out a, a message saying, we feel bad that we actually sold and made money off right. of this. So we're, getting, we're removing it from your device now. And I don't even know if they compensated people. I don't know if they gave them a, a, a credit or. Uh, Come on, it's Amazon. Chances are they didn't. I don't know. I I don't know. But now the problem with Amazon is now that their reputation is tainted. Like, um, I have this book on my Audible called The Deep State. And it's a provocative book that talks about not the deep state where you're talking about the secret cabal of the Illuminati that secretly mm-hmm. runs the government. Although there is an element to that in this book, and it kind of dispels that to an extent. But um, it talks about how corporations and lobbyists and corporate donors own senators and congressmen and some federal judges that campaign to become federal judges who's to say that amazon is not going to remove that book off of their servers and that they're they're going to delete that book off of other people's devices like you're in the middle of nothing there's nothing to stop them from doing that literally nothing to stop them from doing that they can they clearly have the technology they can do that they can reach down to your device and, and uninstall something that you've installed through their application or downloaded through their website um, I don't remember reading that in the terms of service. Oh, that's right. No one reads the terms of service, including me. You know, so I should be due compensation for that. Oh, you took a product that I bought from you away from me, and I paid you money for it, and now I don't have it. So therefore, I don't have it. Not only do I not have it, it wasn't like stolen from me. You removed it from me after I paid you money for it. You know, that's, that's theft. That's crime. So yeah, they, they, they should be open up to some lawsuits for that. I'm going to, I'm here. Here's because just as a social experiment here, the book is called the deep state written by Mike Lofgren narrated by Brian O'Neill. And here's the summary. 
The New York Times best-selling author of The Party is Over delivers a no-holds-barred, house-of-cards-style expose of who really wields power in Washington. Mike Lofgren is back with a book perfectly pitched for the frenzied circus of the primaries. His argument this time is that for all the backstabbing and money-grubbing of the campaign season, the politicians we elect have as little ability to shift policy as Communist Party Appalachics. Welcome to Mike Lofgren's Washington, D.C., a this town where the political theater that is endlessly tweeted and blogged about has nothing to do with the actual decision-making. The real work gets done behind the scenes by invisible bureaucracies working for the vast web of agencies that actually dictates our foreign policy, defense posture, and security decisions. Have you ever wondered why Obama's policies look so much like Bush's? Seek no further. Hillary versus Jeb is just window dressing. Actual power lies in the deep state, Washington's shadowy power elite, in the pockets of corporate interests and depend on moguls of Silicon Valley, whose data collecting systems enable the U.S. government to spy on every move, swipe and click. Drawing on insider knowledge gained in his three decades on the Hill, Lofgren offers a provocative wake-up call to Americans and urges them to fight to reinstate the basic premise of the Constitution. And you can buy this book, The Deep State, on Amazon.com or Audible, where I bought my copy. And this is a book that is just as controversial as Michael Chernoff's movie, Hoaxed, and I wonder, how come that's not taken off of Amazon? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What exactly is in that movie that Amazon does not want you to see? Is it critical of Amazon? Because here, this, book on the deep, this book on the deep state is just as critical of Amazon. But I, how, am I, how am I going to know? Right. Well, you're not allowed to look at it yourself to find out. So not at all. And the thing is that it was like, okay, I can buy this movie off of YouTube or Voodoo or wherever. Who's to say that that my copy of that is not going to be removed off of YouTube? If I buy this movie off of YouTube, the same platform that just removed Alex Jones and David, David Icke, what's to say that my purchase is not going to disappear hours, weeks or months from now? Why, why would I trust, why would I trust YouTube? Yeah. First of all, yeah. Why would you trust YouTube? Second of all, why would you trust Amazon? This is the first time I've heard of Amazon doing something like that. How, how do we know that they haven't done this before? We don't, at least it, not that's been brought to up, brought up to our knowledge anyway. You know, it's not something that has been brought to our attention, but it's possible they have. It's very possible they have or very likely they have. If they're willing to do it now, why wouldn't what would have stopped them years ago from doing the exact same thing? Unless maybe the technology didn't exist back then. That's the only reason I can think of, because corporate wise, policy wise, they haven't changed. They're still the same. I don't know what to say about that. I don't either. And I don't think anyone does. And this is where people start getting ticked off because there's things that are happening we know are wrong. We can't articulate our anger in a way that 
is I don't I don't want to say justified because you don't need to have justification to be angry. You can be angry over nothing. Sure. Um oh, trust me. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, you know, there's there's a certain extent to which when you're expressing outrage, you're going to always there's always going to be that asshole out there that's like, well, they have a right to do that. So I don't know why you're mad. They're not doing anything different than you're doing, right? Right. But the difference is I can I can tell people you're not allowed to stand on my lawn and yell anti-Semitic slurs all I right, want. Right. No one's going to give a happy shit because there's like five people out there who actually walk past my lawn on a daily basis. Right. No one cares. So it's different when I say you can't do it from when Google says you can't do it because Google has a platform, a massive platform with a lot of reach. So there is something inherently different about it. They do have the right to do that. But now I am wondering when it comes to the First Amendment, as I mentioned earlier, do they have a right to stop me from hearing things? Are they impeding on my First Amendment rights by preventing me from hearing these things? That I don't know. I mean, it, it seems to me that it would be implied in the First Amendment that you have the right to hear, what, listen to whatever you want to listen to. Isn't that the justification for pornography yeah. back in the day? So there is a part of me that wonders that are they – are they actually violating our First Amendment rights when they do this kind of thing? You know, and prior to, I've always been, no, they have a right to do that. They're a private platform. But now I'm starting to wonder, you know, is that the right position to have because they're preventing me exercising my First Amendment right to hear what other people are saying? Because one of the things that David Icke had said and we actually talked about this in last week's episode, this, this great, and I might actually put the entire audio at the end of, uh, at the end of this podcast, I, I, this episode of the podcast where he, yeah. you know, and he, he talks about how social media and cell phones are used to track everything that we do. And the sensors, the sensors at these social media companies are slowly trying to drive people to think a certain way and believe certain thoughts and ideas. And that ought to terrify people. And that, I mean, right. and we are so, living in a world, a, a version of George Orwell's 1984 that was unimaginable when he, when he wrote that book in 1948. Now, here's the thing too, right? Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Graham Hancock. Okay. Yep. Um, Eric Von Dan again. I'm a big fan. I don't know if they're onto something or not. The concept that I I like that they talk about in great detail is there is a lot we don't know about our past, and archaeologists and the archaeological community are basically telling us, no, we know everything about our past. There's nothing more for us to learn. We can learn more details and you know, bring, make it more human. But right. we know the progress of mankind from when we were just hunter gatherers all the way up to modern day with our modern technology. There is nothing more back there that we need to know about, you know? Yeah. It took us, you know, 
like 200,000 years for us to go from hunter gatherers just, you know, using stone edge tools to where we are to to the point where we actually had a boom of technology in the past say 1000 years, right. 2000 years. But prior to that we didn't really do anything. You know what I mean? You know, and you can ignore the alternative archaeology that's at places like Machu Picchu and all that stuff. Right. We look at modern most people today look at them they're like they don't know what they're talking about. You know what you know um, Graham Hancock what did, he's not a, what school did he get his degree from archaeology from? He's not. He's a reporter. He's just saying things here do not make sense. Right. That's all he's saying. Which is what a good reporter does. They point out inconsistencies. And that's what he's doing. Um, so there's a part of me that wonders what's going on with our modern media today. And are we falling victim to a similar sort of thing? You know, archaeologists don't want us to think that there's anything they missed because it's their reputations that are at stake. And reputation means a lot in certain. Right. It means everything in certain things, you know, Um so there is a part of me that wonders, are we being controlled? Are we, you know, the fact that you're never going to see someone like Graham Hancock on CNN or MSNBC talking about the discoveries that he's right. made. There are, you know, there's there's a lot that they're uncovering using LADAR in the um, in Central America, in the Yucatan Peninsula especially, right. that the Mayan and Inca – and are preceded by this uh, civilization known as the Olmecs. And we've known about the Olmecs for decades, but we don't know shit about them. And what the LADAR has revealed that there was massive cities, huge populations in the Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah. That flies in the face of everything that archaeology has been telling us for years, you know? But we're not going to see anything like that on CNN or MSNBC because, you know, it's more important that we're maintaining social distancing so a hundredth of one percent of the population in the United States doesn't die right. from this one disease. It's okay that they – that, you know, several hundred times that number dies of heart attacks. It's okay that a hundred times that number dies in automobile accidents. But, you know, it's that's the normal. It's kind of like that old line from the – from the dark night when the Joker says, you know, it's okay if a gangbanger dies because that's all part of the plan. But one little mayor gets shot and everyone loses their minds. Right. And it's the same thing with this COVID. This COVID is a full out proof of that. It's okay to have thousands of people, you know, tens of thousands of people die every right. year from heart disease because we're used to that. Right. Well, it's their fault. They made choices. But this COVID-19 thing, we can't have that. We've got to tank our economy because we can't have that. And I know it's easy for me to say because people are like, well, it's not your family members that are dying. To which my response is, well, I do have family members that have died of heart disease. Yeah. I do have family members that have died in car accidents. So I'm sorry that there's a very, very, very slight chance that – your grandmother or grandfather might possibly die of this disease that doesn't always kill the people that get it. Yes. Uh, but also, I'm not asking anyone right. to go to 
to lose their jobs and tank the economy because of the thing that killed my grand my you know my aunts my uncles my grandparents more people so, more, more people are going to die of smoking this year i believe i believe more people are going to die drunk driving accidents this month than have died from covid well but then there's the other extreme jay and there's the other extreme that i subscribe to whereas i think that they're lying to us about the numbers i think that they're the reason why they are in such a panic is for one of two reasons. This is all just one huge giant mind game where they're trying to see how much they can get away with. And see, or, that's where I agree with you. Or, yeah. or the death toll is far larger than what we're being told. I don't believe China's numbers. I don't believe them when they tell us only 48,000. I'm just well, picking no, a sure. number. I'm just picking a number out of the air. Only 48,000 people died in all in all of China in the past six months from the coronavirus. I believe they're lying to us about the numbers. I don't, I think they're lying to us about how many, how they have this under control. I think China is lying to us, period, about a whole host of things. The origins of where this thing came from, whether or not they were playing with this virus in a lab, I think that they're lying to us. Nothing oh, that nothing the Chinese government, and it's not the Chinese people, it's the Chinese government that I'm accusing of lying to us. I think that our own government might, I'm not saying definitely, I'm not saying it's a definite, I am saying that they might be lying to us about how many people are dying. If only a couple of thousands of people are dying, how can they're digging all of these massive graves outside of New York City on Hart Island? I, I think it's one of two things is true. It's the death toll is far more severe than what they're telling us, or they're, the government is just playing this huge game trying to see how much they can get away with in, in controlling our society. And seeing how, well, how see, this is this is the thing that I fall back to is who benefits, who is benefiting from all of this. This is a really big damn experiment. Okay? Yeah. So if something if this is an experiment like that, this goes beyond the Trump administration, it goes beyond Republicans and Democrats. This is literally the literal deep state. Right. And that is. Not the cabal organization, but this is the bureaucracy that exists in Washington that literally runs the government on a day-to-day -day basis going, yep. huh, I wonder if we can do that. But I take it a step further than that because who predicted the number of deaths if we don't do these drastic measures? We, who predicted that? We did an entire episode. We did an entire right, and episode. And that's not a question. Right. That's not a question. That's a statement. Who? The World Health Organization is the people that gave us our marching orders. Not just us in the United States, but the entire world. Right. The entire world economy is tanking because the World Health Organization took this one paper, this one research by this one guy who is has a history of overblowing numbers, and they used that to push things. So the World Health Organization is a part of what? The UN. Is this a bid by the UN? to try and see what sort of influence they have. I think that we would be foolish to talk in absolutes and say that's absolutely what's happening. We are absolutely positive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It just looks 
very sneaky. It looks very suspicious. There's a lot of this that does not make me feel comfortable. There are many yeah. aspects of this that I that I think is very troublesome, very troublesome. And the idea that we're all we're all in this lockdown, and meanwhile, and I didn't want to close the show talking about this because I am looking at the time and I'm trying to be mindful of of our listeners' time. Yeah. I am very, very deeply concerned about how anybody who says openly out loud on social media, hey, I think they're lying to us. Those people are suddenly deplatformed or their posts are removed. I've been very careful about how I word the summary and the titles of our episodes of our podcast to make sure that I don't raise any any red flags. And I've even jumped through the hoops to be certified to post ads on Facebook. They know who I am. They know where I live. They have my they have my street address and they have my phone number and my email address. The only thing that they don't know is my mother's maiden name. Well, that I know of. I am very, even though that I am certified to run these ads on Facebook, I am still very careful about how we title the episodes of our podcast and the summary as to not um, get flagged. Like I don't have in the description um Facebook is a piece of shit and and Jeff Zuckerberg <laughs> sucks giant gorilla dick. I don't do that. Okay. I'm very careful about how I how I post things. Um and yet still we'd still get flagged, even if I'm extra careful. Um and right. I'm trying and, and I'm trying to be very, very careful not talking in absolutes. Like I know for a fact, I don't want to sound like Alex Jones and pound my, my fist on the table and say, we know these lizard people are eating children in pizza parlors outside of Washington, DC. I'm very, very careful not talking in those kind of absolutes. Um, but mean tempting though, isn't it? It's tempting. It's <laughs> tempting, but we know for a fact, we know for a fact that we are getting all kinds of warnings from food producers that if things do not go back to normal very, very shortly, and if people do not go back to work in the factories that produce the food, we are going to have a famine like we have never seen before come fall, winter 2020, spring 2021. We know for a fact if people don't go back to work, we are going to have a famine that we have never experienced here in the United States. And, and that ought to scare people. People right, do because when you when people don't have food, that's when you go to that's when they start doing extremes. That's when they start saying, My neighbor has food. I'm gonna go take his food from him because that fat bastard's just eating it up like it's there's no tomorrow. Right. You know? That's when people start not thinking clearly okay. lack of food does that to you so yeah so and we, then this, if, if we're not careful we may cause we may cause a breakdown of society by the fact that we are afraid of like again a hundredth of a percent of the population in the united states that's what we're talking about every that's who's at, that's who's died so far and it's and and it's going to get a hell of a lot worse if something yeah. is not done immediately and there are all and there are protests all over the country or at least there were this past weekend we're recording 
on May the 4th, 2020. There were protests and riots all over the country in some of the major cities, people defying stay-at-home stay orders. The, there are people who are saying we have to go back to work. There are people who have literally no money. There are people who are broke and are, are stuck at home, unable to go and make a living. Whatever yep. money they were getting from the government, it's already been spent. There are people who run the risk of losing their homes or being evicted from their apartments or and condos because they're unable to pay the rent. What's going to happen when you have literally tens of thousands of people who are homeless and hungry, who had jobs and are willing to work or not able to go to work because the government says, no, it's too dangerous. What's going to happen? Me and for the past, what, 19 years? For the past 19 years, we have seen the militarization of the police force in urban and rural areas. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen when there's a giant crackdown of the militarized police in the United States against these homeless, hungry, um, able-bodied Americans who had jobs, who had homes until the pandemic of 2020? What's going to happen? And if we think things are bad now, I said, and now I'm starting to sound like Alex Jones. <laughs> you have not advocated for eating your neighbors yet. But I might eat my neighbor's dog. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what's to what's to stop one of my neighbors six or six or nine months from now walking onto my property and eating my my eating one stealing some of my chickens' eggs or stealing some of my chickens? What's to stop my neighbor from doing that? Honestly, other than the fact your that ability, your ability to stop them, I'm an essential worker. Who's to say I'm going to be here when that happens? I know. That's that's exactly my point. The only thing. All right. It's like there's a contract, a social contract that we all sign when we are driving down the highway. Or you're driving down a road. The only thing that is stopping a car from going across that double yellow line and slamming into you front you know, in a head-on collision, the only thing stopping you is your trust that that person doesn't want to die and they're going to follow the rules. That's called a social contract. And that is why most of us will do basic preventative measures. We yeah. lock our car door. We lock the doors to our house, our apartment, whatever we live in. You know, we do that. We all, we do that knowing that if someone really wants something that's inside your vehicle, they can break the window and they can get in. Those windows are not impossible to break through. Same thing with the windows on your house. If someone wants to get into your house bad enough, they will get into your house. That's all there is to it. Um, so when you start talking about people getting reaching that point where they're starving, that's when things start getting scary because now they're looking, they're starting to not care so much about that social contract because they are looking at their own survival. Yeah. And the more you need to do something for your own survival, the more likely you are to do it. 
And I'm not talking about things like, you know, I'm not going to break into a bank because, you know, I need the money to survive. I mean, literally, you're starving, your children are starving. If they don't get food within the next 24 hours, they will die. I'm telling you, those pigeons are going to start looking really fucking good. Yeah. You know, squirrels in the park are going to start looking good. You know your neighbor has food and you don't. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to look at that and be like, well, why doesn't he share his food with me? Yeah. Especially when the normal methods for getting food, the charitable organizations, be it a church or um, a governmental organization or a private organization, any organization that gives out food, once their food is gone and all that all that's out there for help is what your your neighbors have. That's when people are things are going to get violent. People are going to get violent. Yeah. It's genuinely dangerous. It is. And it is going to be a collapse of our society if things are not put back to normal in relatively short order. And we're already starting to see some of the social breakdowns right now, like the aforementioned Alex Jones and social media censoring certain voices and i'm not that con i'm not convinced that we're not we're not next i'm not convinced that we're small enough that we're flying underneath the radar yeah you know and the thing is in i mean listen if there's if after this pandemic or if this band if the numbers they say are true and because of people who are violating these orders and going to these protests if we see a spike and 1% of the population or 10% of the population is made fatally ill and there's a, a, an enormous famine, I don't think I'm going to be podcasting for very long <laughs> if we're too sick or we're too hungry and can't right. afford to maintain the servers for the Fedora Chronicles radio show and the Fedora Chronicles main site. If things aren't put back to normal soon, with some precautions like listen if you're going to go if if you work at staples or office max is there even an office max is that a thing of the past now or if you work at the uh i think they still exist but like they're owned by staples or somebody else, i guess I if you if you know if you work if you're going if you're going to go to work at ramjack incorporated as as one of their accountants or human resource Executives. Ramjack sounds like a gay porn name. Sorry, go ahead. Oh okay, no, um, Ramjack is the name of a company from um, uh, uh, from a story that I read a couple of times when I was younger. Um, when when uh, okay. when one of my older brothers told me about it, we should do an episode on on, on Ramjack Incorporated because it's okay. it's it's right up there with 1984. Um, if you show if you know if you show up to the the Acme Carpet Company to go to work or Tyson chicken or whatever, you're going to have to take precautions. You're going, everybody is going to have to go back to work eventually and take precautions to prevent the spread of COVID because people still have, people still have to eat. People still need basic services. People are still going to have to show up and work and, and, and keep our society humming right along. Our, the, Western civilization and Eastern civilization, for that matter, cannot survive if people who provide basic services are not put back to work. The, uh, the, the electric company 
still has to have people show up and take care of the bills and take care of the finances and do basic maintenance on other things besides the grid, as it were. Truck drivers still have to haul product from distribution warehouses to grocery stores. That still has to happen. Yep. And if it doesn't happen, and if things do not go back to normal soon, our society is going to break down. I don't I don't mean to sound like Chicken Little here. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope well, that these are all yeah. I mean, and these are all possibilities. We're not saying this is going to happen. We're saying this is this is how bad it could possibly get. I no, I can say with absolute certainty, Jay. That if things do not go back to normal in some way, shape, or form, while taking precautions, our society is going to break down. That's just a fact. I'm certain of it. Yeah. Because people have to make a living. Right. People. Right. And it's, I mean, shit's getting real, man. That's all there is to it. It really is. And on top of that, and another thing that I, I, I did not want to bring up in this episode, I was actually saving it for this weekend. Um, uh, uh, President Trump signed an executive order to protect the power grid in the United States from foreign terrorists. What exactly does that, what, what executive order could he sign that's going to do that? Well, let's go to the Oracle of Google. There we go. Okay. This is from whitehouse.gov. Executive order on securing the United States bulk power system. And this was issued on May 1st, 2020. I'm just going to read the first paragraph. I don't know if I have to. By the authority vested in me as president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including the Internal Emergency Economic Powers Act. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Oh, it's uh, um, 50 U.S.C. 1701, etc., IEEPA and the National Emergencies Act 50 USC 1601 etc EAE and section 301 of title 3 United States Code I do, am I going to do it in the Donald Trump voice? No. no. Okay. I don't Someone actually understand what you're saying without giggling. Okay. I Donald J Trump President of the United States of America find that foreign adversaries are increasingly creating and exploiting vulnerabilities in the United States bulk power system, which provides the electricity that supports our national defense, vital emergency services, critical infrastructure, economy, and way of life. The bulk power system is a target of those seeking to commit malicious acts against the United States and its people, including malicious cyber activities, including a successful attack on our bulk power system that would present significant risks to the economy, human health and safety, and would render the United States less capable of acting in the defense of itself and its allies. I further find that unrestricted acquisition or use in the United States of bulk power system electrical equipment designed, developed, and manufactured or supplied by persons owned by or controlled by or subject to the jurisdiction or direction of foreign adversaries to create and exploit vulnerabilities in bulk power systems, electrical equipment with potential catastrophic events. I don't know if you understood what I just read. I just read it and I don't understand it. I do this, not understand it ba- at all. So basically what this executive order says is that um, as as of May 1st, we are going to hustle and secure our electrical grid 
to make sure that it is not susceptible to um, domestic, uh, foreign or domestic attacks. Again, how? What are they doing? I mean, the, the portions of the grid are controlled by computers, so are they right. going to put up firewalls? There are portions of the grid that are susceptible to physical attacks. Are they going to have armed guards? I mean, what does that even mean? I'm, go- I'm going to say, as I'm scrolling through this, and this is a long-ass document, um, he's going to activate certain agencies, the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of the Interior, Secretary of Commerce, the Secretary of Homeland Security, the National Secretary of National Intelligence, um, Director of Office Management and Budget, and he's talking about what the task force would do, meaning going through and um, fixing aspects of the inf- the electrical infrastructure that's already outdated and decayed, um, securing the power grid from cyber attacks, and probably doing some. I don't know, probably even. And I'm just saying this. I'm just putting like armed guards near transfer stations. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but again. It, uh... Is this a way to keep people employed? It could be that. For some reason, he thinks that our national grid is going to be attacked. That's that's the gist that I that I am getting from this. For whatever reason, he signed this executive order a couple of days ago, May first, to secure our our power grid. For for reasons I'm not like why why did he do it? Wouldn't wouldn't it yeah. be wouldn't it be helpful if I read some of the news items here? I'm just going to read this here. I'm going to read some of these these headlines here. The from the Hill, Trump issues executive order to protect the power grid from attack. From Forbes, it's Forbes again. Trump declares national emergency as foreign hackers threaten U.S. power grid. So apparently there were some apparent threats. By the way, the the photo that they have of him on Forbes, he looks awful in that picture. New York Times, Trump signs executive order to protect the U.S. electric electricity system. So the thing is, is that Trump looks to secure U.S. power grid from foreign attacks. So what is there? Is there a credible threat that I, I don't know? He doesn't specifically call it out, though. And on top, let's see. And this just in: Trump threatens to terminate China deal. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna read this from Politico. Let's see, let's see if Politico can tell us within the first paragraph. Trump threatens to terminate. China deal. President Trump said that he would terminate the phase one trade deal with China if Beijing does not make good on its commitment to buy $200 billion more of U.S. goods and services in the next two years. I think that this also... Nope. There's now, now there's just a giant ad telling you why you need to read, listen to, um, yeah, to subscribe to Politico. <laughs> Yay! Paywall. Yep. So for whatever reason, I'm guessing, and this is speculation on my part, he heard that there is a credible threat against the power grid. So he signed an executive order putting these agencies and our military to work to protect our power grid. And that's that's the gist of the story. He did it for reasons that we can only speculate. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. And, of course, there's a lot of, you know, infinite in- information available to us as to why he's doing it. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, there isn't. Like he did this thing, and all of these stories are that I'm skimming through right now are missing the reason why. Like, why did he do this? Yeah, I don't know. It's a great question. I have no idea. 
it makes no sense to me. Again, we don't have any we don't have any information that's useful. Well, Trump noted, and this is from the Hill. Trump noted in the order that the power system is a target for those quote, seeking to commit malicious acts against the U.S., pointing to concerns around cyber attacks in particular. So the reason why he did what he did, and we're speculating, is that he was briefed that there is a credible threat against our power grid. That's all I can gather from this, Jay. Yeah. So this is going to help tank the economy faster. I swear to God. Do you think so? Probably is China. Because there's murder hornets, right? Asian murder hornets are, are being unleashed in the United States, too. So I think this is all a plot from China to destroy the United States and take over the world. You think that somebody had a box full of, of murder hornets and just dropped them on our shores and said, good luck, guys? Yep, I think that's what happened. I also think that China let Trump know like indirectly that they were planning on hacking into our power grid so he would do something like this and that way their people would scratch their heads and go the fuck that's all it is it's all China man it's all China I'm not sure if you're being sarcastic or not I'm being very sarcastic I have no fucking idea I really don't this doesn't make any sense to me I'm not being serious and by any means it's just it's oh. that's not an un- but here's the thing that's not an unrealistic concern if Jesus, I sound like a cons- cons- crazy conspiracy theorist. Um, if if you are of the mind that the coronavirus is a biological weapon that was unleashed upon the world by somebody with nefarious purposes, let's just say to depopulate the Earth, okay? And you thought of that as phase one in your attack against civilization. Wouldn't phase two be to um, damage the power grid? Well, all right. So now are we saying that if if we put on our crazy conspiracy theorist hat that this is some sort of depopulation scheme from what? Environmental I, extremists? I'm just, I'm just waiting for another conspiracy theorist to come up with that hypothesis. Yeah. It's inevitable. And I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying that that is exactly what's going on. But if somebody were to say this within the Chinese government, this is the time to strike against the United States because they've, they've been weakened by this pandemic and the quarantine orders. Now's the time to strike. That you know what well, here's the thing. A- after after September 11th, 2001, wasn't that a giant concern? that they were going to strike the power grid next. Yeah. Wasn't that a huge concern? Yeah. And it's been 19 years since 2001. It's going to be 19 years. And we haven't done anything against this. And I can actually I can actually hear my wife saying, "Are you going to wrap it up soon?" I can hear her <laughs> in the background. No, I think that I think that yeah, that's cause for concern. I can hear concern. my boss saying it too. I that's I think that that's a cause for concern. I I I don't I don't think it's unfair to say that we should be focusing on the power grid and seeing what we do about this. I don't think that that's right. unfair. I think that the, I think that these are these are strange times we're living in and I don't I think things are just going to get weirder as the years progress. I mean, I mean let's let's see. I mean, we had 
Um, fires in Australia. We were on the brink of World War III with Iran and Russia for a short while. Now we have the coronavirus. Now these murder hornets. Oh, and, and we haven't even... Here's the thing. We have a podcast where we talk about conspiracy theories, Jay, and we have not even touched the Pentagon releasing the video, the full video of this UFO that was spotted by a fighter jet. Where the where the where the Pentagon practically right, comes right. right out and says, "Yes, Are go ahead." Are you telling me we need to we need to record again tomorrow? Is that what I'm hearing? I think we're going to have to record again tomorrow, Jay. All right, all right. We'll we'll set aside time tomorrow, and just because I can, it's May the fourth as we're recording this. So May yep. the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you too. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later, Jay. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, FedoraChronicle at Google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash FedoraChronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020, all rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.